Yes, sir. Handy dandy book. We are live. Let me hit this record button so we don't lose anything. Welcome to another Wheelchair Wednesday, folks. My name's Wheelchair Rick. I'm going to be your host today as we interview another brave soul who's been brave enough to jump on here with us. But before we get to that, let's go ahead and roll the intro and then uh, we'll go from there. Welcome. So today we have a special guest. I want everybody to welcome Fatima Bay. What is up? How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, so let's go ahead and just start this off. How about you introduce yourself? Uh, you know who you are, where you're from, and the first question is, how did it happen? How'd you get injured? So we'll just start off there. Well, my name is Fatima Bay, and I'm from California, currently living in Atlanta, Georgia, the dirty south. And um, the dirty. My injury happened. I was hit by a car seven years ago. Mm. So um, I was hit by a car. I was on life support. Um, I broke so many bones. My arm. My this is my right arm. I got a pin in my elbow. I have plates in my front, plates in my back. Ooh. I have a, a, a rod in my femur. Um, I got a skin graft. Um, I spent two months on life support, and then I spent two months at another hospital in the uh, stroke unit. So that's oh, where people wow. have strokes and spine cords. Right, man. That's you went through a lot. That's a lot of stuff they had to put inside you. Yes, my femur has a rod. I feel like I'm the bionic woman. I got so much so many metal parts metal. in you <laughs> right um what is your uh level of injury if you don't mind me asking you're a, are you are you a paraplegic obviously well in the, in the beginning when i first got injured i was uh i couldn't do anything i was a uh, complete I, I couldn't even breathe like i had a trach and everything so okay. in the beginning i was considered a quad and then over time, as um, my body healed up, I so originally I was a C four, C five. Okay. So, but and then eventually I became a paraplegic, an uh, incomplete para, because I have uh, use of my legs, but it's okay. just walking is a challenge. It's hard for you to get up and walk, but you can still feel everything now. Like you got your your feeling back, and you can kind of move, but you spend most of your life pretty much in the chair. Well, I still work out my legs and everything, but as far as like feeling, I'm probably like 80%. So I can't feel everything, but I can feel like sensation. Okay. All right. Well, that's kind of what brings me to my next question is, uh, would you walk if you could? Now you are walking. You do walk. No. Oh, you don't walk. Okay. So do you, uh, do you use any kind of aids to kind of go through? Like if you do like, uh, PT or anything like that? Do they stand you no. up? No. Um, I work out my legs on my own. So oh, okay. I'm seven years in. I'm like seven and a half years in. So in the beginning, I was in physical therapy and occupation. I spent maybe like three to four years in all different types of programs. But now I just work out. And for my legs, I'll go in the gym and I'll just do leg presses. And then I'll practice sitting to standing. But as far as actual walking, 
since I've been in a wheelchair, the most steps I ever took was maybe like four steps, but that was in like a walker. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that brings me on to my next question, which is, uh, dating or married. Like, how does that work for you? Like after, I mean, obviously before the wheelchair and then after, like when you had to, you know, after your accident, how does that go? How does that go for you? Oh, it's been an experience. All right. It's been a roller coaster, but I did date. I was in a relationship for about a year in my wheelchair. And I think that experience was just crazy, but I guess now I'm dating cause I'm not married. So. Okay. Just still dating it out, huh? Checking it out. What is, uh, so not being in a wheelchair, you said you're seven years in, so you're not no, you know, spring chicken, so to speak. What is your biggest, <laughs> no spring what is your biggest pet peeve now about being in the wheelchair about what, like what other people do or how they act or what they say or what's everybody's got one. I'm sure, you know, what do you think it is? Well, well, I can't stand when people be like, can you have sex? I'm just like, is that all you worried about? <laughs> right that's your biggest question are they well that's the question i get asked the most they're like can you have sex and i'm like i don't even know you well that's what i mean <laughs> that's their biggest question that's the first thing they think of is like i need to ask you this because that's happened to me too they're like man I, I don't mean to be front but like does it does it still work i'm like you want to do you want to find out like what, what is I mean, you know what i mean you can't <laughs> even say hey how you been how's your day like you just come out with that like that's crazy men is different because when a woman has a spinal cord injury a woman is internal so for men and women it's not the same so a woman her stuff she can still use it whether she can feel it or not that's based on the individual but i'm like she's a woman it's inside it's not out yeah yep yep a lot of uh a lot of expectations on the men's side of the whole sexual aspect when it comes to that type of thing i've noticed um, well, I've been some men in, uh, well, before I was in a wheelchair, I dated a couple of people that were in wheelchairs, and uh, that was not the issue. Right. Right. Glad to hear a lot of my, man, a lot of my wheel guys out there, wheelchair guys, man, still going strong. Like, we don't let it get us down, you know what I mean? So to speak, that's a pun, too. Um, hey, my thing is, as long as you got fingers, you good. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, what is something that you wish that you could do? still that you're not able to do anymore like the biggest thing um i guess run around and run around like i just i just be wanting to run around like <laughs> i feel you i see the kids all the time running back and i'm like man i remember how that felt like, that was fun yeah i was like because what it is i i'm 30 i'm 32 so i spent more years walking than i actually did in the wheelchair Right. So it was like, I'm so, I just want to go run around and I'm just like, I'm just sitting here. Right. No, for sure. Brandon Pickens, what's going on, my buddy? Uh, one of our viewers just chimed in. Um, Hello. So, yeah, I, f I feel you too. And, and it's funny how like being in a, I don't know if you can hear that. That's him sharing it. Thanks for that share, Brandon. Uh, I feel like we take it take for granted you know what i mean like before our accidents we took for granted wanting to get up and run around because we didn't realize you know what it was like to not be able to do that so it's like now you know what i mean that you're we're in the chair and it's like we can't just get up and go you know bolt out the door or run around with your kids or do whatever it's a whole different story 
I mean, on my aspect anyway, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I have a son, so I be just wanting to chase him around and stuff. It's like I'm in a wheelchair, but it's like I don't go that fast. Right. Right. Even playing Frisbee, like we were playing Frisbee yesterday, and I'm like, it was just outside my reach this way, and I'm in my power chair, so it's not like I can just, you know, instantly go left and right. And I was like, man, it was just this close, but I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, step over just to grab it. And I remember how easy that used to be. It's just the little things that you kind of take for granted, you know what I mean? Well... My next question is actually, uh, I'm just going to go to the one that you inspired me, obviously. We talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, about fitness. I've I seen you a couple times, uh, you know, since we've talked and uh, you've, you've had some posts about, yeah, staying in shape and, like, uh, you know, like, I have I have a, a parabelly, like, from no other, like, you know, the parabellies are a thing. People get them. I didn't realize what it was. Um, so a parabelly is... They, I don't know if it's just for special people that have like certain, you know, levels of injury. Because I'm a T3, T4. I don't know. If, I don't know what it entails, but pretty much it's all your intestines that are normally held in by your ab muscles. Uh, when you lose your ability to have your ab muscles function, then they just kind of let all your intestines ball up in a ball. So that's like, and it causes you to have this like it looks like almost like a little basketball on your uh, belly or something. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not that you're fatter. It's just that you're, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's weird. It's hard to explain. And I have a lot of people that come up to me and like, oh, you you picked up some weight. I'm like, no, man, it's a pear belly, bro. Like, chill out. Don't 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 poke at me. Um, but it's just a thing, <laughs> and it's something that I've I've talked to a lot of people about that have it and. Um, it's we can't really work too much on it but we can still work out to where we can lose certain you know parts of weight of our body and stuff what do you do to work out how do you do fitness well um when i first started i used elastic bands and then over time like now since i'm so far in now i do weights but i don't do heavy weights like the most i'll do is maybe 20 pounds so the lightest I do is about five pounds. So I'll do five pounds, like going up. I don't know what the workouts are called because I just work out. So I'll go like this with like a five pound weight or like an elastic band. You know, for some people that don't have full function, it's easier to grip that. But I wear gloves as well because um, my dexterity in this hand is kind of messed up. So I'll do this. I'll do, what is this, arm curls and side lifts and mm-hmm. Most 90% of my workout is arms and uh, it's upper body. Right. So arms, crunches, and then the leg press is like 10%. Okay. All right. Yeah. For me, I just do, uh, I, ha- I have a free weight that I do, like if I'm in my bed or something. Um, but I have mostly, I just do resistance bands, you know, back and forth. That's normally what I've been doing so far. But I'd like to get back into doing some, uh, when I was doing my rehabilitation, they had those uh, tuk-tuks or whatever they call them where you push down. Uh, it's got the weights behind you. I can't think of what that was called, but that was my favorite one. Um, but that helps me, like, move myself in my chair or whatever. I'm not sure what it's called, but um, I think it's always good to, if you can, you know, to stay moving. Whatever parts, that's what a couple of people said. They were like, you know, you got to stay moving. You can't just sit around all day or you're gonna your muscles are gonna deteriorate and you need your arms obviously to move you around so well i will say one workout because i used to be in a power chair when i first had injured i spent the first year and a half maybe in about a power chair so 
the work, the ab workout that my um my occupational therapist used to have me doing my power chair was basically you're sitting and then I guess I had to hold on to something because I didn't have any strength at that time. So she used to just make me go like this, like I, I'm I'm holding on to my chair because that's basically what I was doing. I would just basically go. Oh, and push and yourself I, back up. Okay. Yeah. So that's it's basically doing a sit up, sitting down, but that's what she. That's how I had to build up my ab muscles because I was very weak. So right. yeah, it's just push yourself down, push however far or less you can go. But that was how I got my abs to be strong in order to get here because this is a whole another story, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Well, I, what's uh, this is kind of a new one too. What type of wheelchair? Obviously, you use a manual. You said right. Um, yeah. What type of wheelchair do you have? Do you do you know the name or? What it's uh, called? Quickie. It's a quickie. Okay, is it a quickie? I don't know. They have like LTEs, lights, anything like that. Any kind of special brand? I'm gonna guess it's a light. I'm gonna guess it's an LTE because they have. Yeah, it's an LTE. I guess. Okay. Do you have a name for it? Know. Do you ever call it? Do you ever no, call it's, it something? It's no, I mean, do you have like a pet name for it? Like, uh, like for instance, my my wheelchair, my manual wheelchair, I call uh blue. Like it's old blue because it's got blue all over it. Oh, you know what? I don't have a name for it, but my wheelchair. Like I had got my wheelchair custom made. Like I'm, since I'm from California, I had got it custom made after Kobe died. So I had got it in the color of the Lakers. So I'm oh, gonna nice. call this my Lakers chair. I don't know if you can see it, but it's purple and then on the sides it's like gold. But I got it. And I guess it's my Lakers chair because my old wheelchair was black. <laughs> nice. I mean, hey, I'm a fan of black. You know, I'm I'm like Henry Ford. You can have any color <laughs> you want as long as it's black. Hey, you got on all, all black right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just always, I've always, I've always got with it. You know what I mean? I've always liked it. Black and white, real simple, plain. You know what I mean? It kind of <laughs> it pops right out to you. Um, so, okay, let's move on to the next one. Now, this is different for a lot of people. Not everybody has the same injury, obviously. Everybody has their own story. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people that have spinal cord injuries deal with pain. What is your story with pain? How do you deal with it? Where do you have it? What's that about? Tell us about that. Well, in the beginning, I had a lot of nerve pain. So I used to take gabapentin. Mm -hmm. That's what I used to take. But now, um, me and Mary Mary Jane, we best friends because... (laughs) I hear that. (laughs) I'm more of like a natural holistic type, so I don't like taking any over-the-counter medication unless it's a... I have to, so right. I just stick to Mary Jane because I'm like, it doesn't do the same thing that the medicine does. You would think so. You would hope so. Um, I mean, it's better than me being on. Um, I used to take a lot of hydrocodone, but I felt like I was just being drugged up. That's what right. they used to give me. Yeah, yeah, for me, and that's. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a narcotic too, the hydrocodone. Because I mean, a- yeah, I was about to say because. I remember when I was, they were giving me like Vicodin and, uh, oh, what else was it? They were giving me something else, Valiums, uh, all kinds of shit. And I was like, man, I was even on fentanyl at one point when I was almost dying. But, Wait, what? No, they gave you that for, that's for pain? No, that was for me. I don't know what that was for. I, I was like, I almost died twice. My story's crazy. Like I was in the hospital, like, um, I was in a car accident, but it was, I don't know. There's a whole story that, that people can watch on it. This is not about me. This is about you, but. Well, I'm going to just tell you that I was, I spent two weeks in a coma. I was in the hospital. Ah, me too. Two week ring. Me too. 
I I spent two weeks in a coma and I woke up and all these doc people were surrounding me and it was after my surgery. I got into a coma during my surgery. I went into Oh man. So I just woke up. I didn't remember anything. I was just like, well, I'm in the hospital. I, I actually thought I died. Like I I swear when I was in a coma, I was like, I saw the white light. Oh man. I, I, I was at my funeral. That might have been something, though. You never know. That could have been your brain, or that might have been something. And mine, and when oh, I guess when I when know? I went out right after my accident, I thought I seen my people. You know what I mean? So it's like I told somebody that I don't remember any of that, though. You remember yours, so you never know. Because I, I, I thought I, at that time I thought I was awake. I was like, this ain't real. Like I'm just walk because I'm walking around. <laughs> right, and you got hit by a car. Right, you didn't know that it was coming. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't know that I was actually in the coma. I'm thinking I'm just like, oh, what's going on in the white night? Where where's all these people doing here? Right. So do you have any pain? Like is it is there anything like that you do with your back mostly? My back, my back pain is uh my back and then sometimes my stomach, like I don't know. It's just I think when you just in a wheelchair, the stomach pain and the back pain. So, yeah, I got two rods through my back that I feel every day. Like my level of injuries right here, I can't feel anything underneath here or move anything. So like just up here is where I feel and what I can move. And every day I feel that pain. So it's like without my pills, I take gabapentin, which I've heard good and bad, but uh without it, I can definitely tell it's worse, you know what I mean? Yeah, I have a plate in my lower back too, so my back be hurt and then I think my worst pain is in my shoulders. Even though I work out my arms so much, I'm sure I'm damaging my rotator cuffs. Yeah. Know? See, and that's one thing they told me about uh, the manual chairs with the, uh, you know, versus the power chairs is because the power chairs, you can save your shoulders more. So that's another thing, maybe. I don't know. So the next one is what happens, like, after you got injured and you got out of the hospital, what helped you most? after that to kind of get through it and, uh, you know, push on? Well, I actually spent my first year, I had went into a deep depression, but once they threatened to kick me out of the hospital, <laughs> I had to snap out of it. But I did spend my first year after my accident in a depression. And what helped me get out of that, I, had, I just went back to school because I was just like, I can't just sit here and not do anything. And I felt like, that's what I was doing because I, I had to recover and people don't realize how long that process takes. Like my first year of college, I'm in therapy, but that's, that's what really helped me. Well, when I was in, when I was in the bid bomb before I got into a power chair, I would just make jewelry. Like I was so bored. I would just make jewelry and bid all day. And right. then I just was like, I want to go to school. I don't want to be here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's it's hard to kind of once you get go through that to kind of pick yourself back up, you know what I mean? Um, so everybody has their ways of dealing with it. That's just something that I figured, you know, ultimately you can we talked before. This somebody someday is going to look back at this and be like, "Oh, that's awesome, you know, make jewelry. That'd be cool." And then they they could probably try that out. I thought about like putting together models, but once I got the models myself, it was never I'd look at it and think it was a good idea until it was time to do it. And then I'm just like, nah, I'd rather just watch YouTube videos. Um, which actually, it's funny. I said models and you said jewelry because the next question is about <laughs> hobbies. Like, what do you do now to like kind of keep yourself busy? Is there a hobby, um, 
you know, that you did before that you do now or? Um, well, I guess I, I'm always working now and then I have a son. So I think children just keep you busy. Like, so like right. in the morning time, I get up, get my son ready, clean up, work out. I'll write, I'll read. I'll be on YouTube. I'll just try to just do stuff so I don't feel like I'm not doing anything. Okay, you're not wasting so your day away, school, right? Yeah, but school was the main thing that always kept me busy. I was like, if I'm in school, I got something to do. Right. Uh, well, one of our viewers, Brandon, said, what do you enjoy doing in your free time? Um, what do I enjoy doing? That's a good question. I'm a writer, so I guess I like to write. I like to write poetry. Oh, okay. Nice. Do you have a, like a site where you put your poetry at or you just do it on like Facebook or how do you do that? I used to be, I don't know if you ever heard of this website, but it was called Al Poetry or allpoetry.com. All and that's where like I have over a hundred poems on that website, but I always forget my usage. <laughs> but I, I, that's where all my poetry is at. I mean, I have some poetry on like YouTube, like some videos and Instagram, but the, the things I've actually written were on allpoetry.com, so. Right, right. Nice, nice. You can look me up there, Callie. I think my name is Callie951. Callie951, how do you spell it? C-A-L-C-A-L-I-951. That's what I think my name is on there. I don't remember. That's what she thinks, folks. Don't hold her to that, because it could be different. But if you're into poetry, check it out. I would say I'd put a link on here if you had one. And we can always do that. If you find something that you're like, hey, I would like to put this onto my story or whatever, we can always go back and put that on there so a link so people can just click it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, next question is travel. Uh, you know, pretty much now, like since since you've been in the chair, have you ever traveled? What do you What do you find difficult about it? Like, how do you do it? Uh, okay, so I'm I'm a traveler, so I've been on cruises, I've been on airplanes, I've been on boats, I guess I'm that person, the only, I don't like getting on the planes because their seats are so tiny, and even though I'm not that big, I feel huge on the little tiny aisle chairs, oh, yeah. it's just so you, have you experienced that? No, I don't fly, but I've seen videos and I've heard horror stories, and I'm like, I don't want to do it. I'm good. I don't. I don't. Even before my wheelchair, I don't like planes. I'm not trying to get on a plane. You know what I mean? Like, that's just me. I don't know. That's just me. I don't know. I don't like. I don't like flying. But hey, uh, so you you've been on their little. Because uh, I know that that once you come up there, you have to transfer onto their little aisle seat wheelchair, and then they got to scoot you in, and then you got to set up in one of their seats, right? Well, I always, yeah, I have to sit in their, their chairs, but it is tight. So usually I always try to go in the front, sit in the front, because that's usually where the bigger seats are, but it is very uncomfortable. And then dealing with people like, like somebody might be assigned a seat next to you and they're by the window. And you're just like, well, I can't get up and move. So I might have to take their seat and then they're upset because they wanted to sit by the window. But I'm like, what do you, what do you want me to do? Like, what do you want me to do? Right, right. You're going to have to climb over me pretty much. You have to do a yeah, magic I can't mic. Get up and move. You have to magic so, mic it and put your butt in my face, I guess. All right. Yeah, no, I don't want to bite butt in my face because people don't always like so well. No, so no. Just like, That'd be a horror story, I can imagine. 
Um, yeah, I mean, but I would say the cruises, the cruises to me are the most accommodating. You've been on some of those. I've been on two cruises since I've been in my wheelchair. And, oh, nice. Um, their doors, like they have it where you just put your um your little key card and the door opens up automatically. And so the room is bigger when you in a like a wheelchair accessible room and then the bathroom. Like I could actually get into the shower inside the bathroom because cruises, their rooms are are just ridiculous. They're so small. Yeah. I've seen videos on those too. Um but even the showers, like I don't know if I'd wanna like because you have to transfer over, right? Like it's not a rolling shower. Is it a, uh, it is a roll. Wait, like, can you roll, shower? like a rolling shower is like where you have a shower chair, you can just roll your shower chair right inside the shower. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Well, they do stuff to accommodate you. So since like you're in a power chair, like they have lifts where they put them inside the room. So it's like you basically let them know and they'll accommodate you based on your level of disability or your level of injury. They so that's why I do like cruises because they are accommodating and they they will make sure you have the stuff that you need. Like if right. I need extra trash bags or stuff, anything that you need, they they'll help you. So that's awesome. My friend Brandon, uh, he just he just uh, commented on here boats. Rick, he's he's been trying. He does. Uh, we're from Michigan. And he does fish, fishing up in St. Clair Lake and stuff. And so he goes, like, over by the bridge. He drives all across the coast of Michigan. And he's been wanting to get me into, a like, a fishing boat. And I'm like, look, dude, like, we're talking ships right now. We're talking major, like, shipping vessels here. These are, these are things with, like, uh, probably slides and bars and restaurants, right? You was on, What was you on? The yeah, Disney cruise or what was you on? I went on the Carnival cruise. so I tell Carnival, that's what it is, yeah. Carnival cruise, that's the party cruise. That if you want to have a party and you you want a party, that is the party cruise. There's an elevator on the ship. Like there's like maybe one or two diff different elevators, and that's different. But when I um like to go to Catalina Islands, um there's this thing, I don't know what it's called. It's like a smaller boat, but you have to get on it in order to go from the ship. To Catalina Island. To me, oh that, my gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah, the transport boats. That was scary. I was like, you can feel the water moving. I'm like, do I need to hold on to somebody? Like, I didn't know what to do. I was so freaked out because you can feel everything moving. Right, right. And then the way they took me down, so like two people had to grab my wheelchair to even take me down. So I'm like, this is scary. Oh gosh, I can imagine it. I can imagine it. That's, man, it's funny because I've never had anybody else that's been on a cruise before talk about it. And I can I can see how it would be scary, you know what I mean? Because planes, I'm like, no. But cruises, I'm like, maybe, maybe. If I can take my own I chair and I don't have to. Cruise. I think you like cruise. Um, yeah. I mean, it is if, 2022. If a boat goes down, at least they'll have somebody to maybe come help you. Who knows? You know what I mean? No boats is going down. I mean, they're not even boats. It's a freaking ship. It's like oh, the yeah, Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think we've learned some things before, uh, since the Titanic incident. Yeah. Got... So we're not, we're not going down. We're not crashing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, I just, my friend Brandon just cracks me up. Boats, Rick, he says. So he's just like a... I'm gonna cut you off. Oh, go ahead. No, he's uh, he just he's just he follows us and watches my stuff, and he's uh, he's a fisherman. He's not in a wheelchair or anything, but he just 
he, that's what he does. You know, he goes out on the water and he catches fish and he takes people out and he shows them a good time. Um, and it's actually possible where you could take a manual chair out on his boat, you know, click it in and you could fish yourself. So he's like, he's, oh, that's so cool. that's yeah, he's been trying to get me to do it forever. Yeah. He's been trying to get me to do it forever. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know about it. I'm not even a fisherman. I don't I like fishing. Swim, so I don't know. My ass, if I get in that water, I might drown. I'm like, uh. You're gonna have to, yeah. Uh, like, I, I don't. I'm not really a swimmer either. So you're gonna have to put. You're gonna have to put like flotation devices all over me, and then we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. It's this has been fun. I I gotta say thank you again for coming on. I do have one thank more. You for having me. I never did an interview. Oh, for sure. <laughs> And I told you, it's more like just kind of hanging out, you know, talking, talking, whatever. And it's, uh, not super, super serious. So the last question that I have on here, which is kind of, um, one of the reasons why I do these is because the newly injured people, the people that just got injured that might be in the hospital right now, watching us on a YouTube hospital, you know, TV or something, what would be the advice you would give to that newly injured person that just figured out that they are now paralyzed and they have to live their life in a wheelchair for whoever knows how long. What would you, what would you tell them? I would tell them that the road to recovery is slow and that you should never rush the process. I think that's the most important thing. Like I think people that are newly injured, they just like, Oh, I want to get my life back together. But I'm like, it's a process. Like once you get hurt, whether you get shot, hit by a car or anything, your body has to take its own time to heal itself. Right. So I would tell them to take a year off or however many years that they need and just focus on just trying to get better because it's going to take time. Right. Yeah, 100%. I love that. Um, you are even right. me, this years so right and you're still growing you're still learning right and it's just like uh you know with me i'm i'm coming up actually on the 26th of this month will be my third year so for me it's kind of like everybody oh, says, so you're new too. yeah yeah a little bit everybody says your third years are worst kind of because it kind of creeps up on you and you realize like this is really real and it's because in your mind when it first happens you think this is kind of temporary like i'll just do deal with this for a little bit you know what i mean no big deal but then after the third year, you're kind of like, oh, this is kind of serious, you know, like this is me now. Luckily, I've had such a good support system and I'm I'm hoping that most people can have that. You know what I mean? To kind of find something to push them through to help them out. Um, but, yeah, I like that. I like that. Don't 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 think that just now everything's over, but don't try to rush the process. you got to actually let it work itself out because it does get better. Yes, even like no one taught me how to cap my stuff. Like when after I got hurt, no one taught me how to do anything. They didn't teach me in the hospital, so I had to learn life all over again. I had to learn how to breathe. So just imagine going from the neck to the whole body, and it just it just takes time. And even now, I'm like I'm still trying to see how far I can go. I'm like because every day you might get something back, but you don't know what you're gonna get back. Right. Right. And another thing is if you do like with me, because I can't feel anything really below my chest. If I do get something back, I've heard of people saying that it hurts more, that there's more pain. But it's like, I don't know, it's kind of weird. And, and it's you want to hope that you can do something again. You want to hope that you can feel again. I would love to be able to do stuff like, you know, get up and maybe just walk on the porch or like you said, just 
to get up and move around like you used to be able to, you know what I mean? Just a little bit, even if it's going to the kitchen to grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, it's always something to look forward to. You never know with these injuries and it's, it's something where as long as we have each other and people to talk to, I think that, uh, it makes it a little better. You know what I mean? And I will say this, so I don't know if anybody knows this, everybody's body may be different, but when I was getting things back, my, my whole body would like, feel like I'm on fire, like in the inside, I would feel like I'm burning up. And I knew that every time my body was burning up, something was coming back. Right. But then it didn't stay like that though. Right. It went, it started like, no, it didn't stay like that. It was like, I might, my whole body might be burning up for a few hours or for a day. Cause I, cause I'm always hot. So my body would just be burning up and then, um, something would come back. But one thing I lost, I lost my ability to sweat. So I guess that's the only thing I miss is being able to sweat. Hmm. It's funny you say that. Cause now I sweat on my forearms. I don't sweat on my head no more. I sweat on my forearms. It's weird. Oh, it's switched. <laughs> it's so weird. The way spinal cord injuries are so new, even in medicine, it's so weird how everything works and everybody's different. You never know how, you know, the next person, you know, how their body deals with it. Um, so that was great. This was awesome. This was fun. Um, we're going to keep you, you on, obviously. We're going to be friends with you. We're going to hang out with you um, after the show. So stick with us. Uh, we're going to go ahead and okay. just roll this out. Let everybody know you can check us out, uh, not every Wednesday, obviously, but whenever we get, you know, gracious guests like Fatima over here that want to do something, uh, we're going to go ahead and we'll do a wheelchair Wednesday. So thanks everybody for watching. Tune in next time. Uh, check out the merch if you want. We don't have a whole bunch right now, but we got some in there in the description below. Catch us next time. Fatima, wave to the people. We'll see you later. Hey,